Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheFinalScore35 and TikTok at AGSpartanFan35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Welcome into the 159th edition of the TFS pod, last one of January. Holy crap, this month has flown by. Um, wow, a lot has happened um, as as usual, um, just in the whole wide world of sports, football, basketball, golf, you name it. Um, we got a lot to talk about, a lot to touch on. Um, can um, I, I saw this before. I thought it was funny. I'm going to say this before I get it. Can um, there be a father-son duo um, that wins the Super Bowl like this? Mike Shanahan coached Christian McCaffrey's dad for the Broncos and won three Super Bowls. Can his son, Kyle Shanahan, coach hit McCaffrey's son, Christian McCaffrey, to win a Super Bowl? Um, that'd be pretty crazy. That is crazy. Hopefully uh, it's not a precursor to the BS that was 2020, the last time these two teams Yeah, met. seriously, that was a great game. So we'll talk more about I'm that. I'm not probably. talking about the game. I'm talking about what we well, know. world that I know. year. I know. I'm saying it was a good game, though. Um, <clears throat> next week we'll talk, go a lot more in-depth on that, maybe some prop bets that are out there, stuff like that. But um, we'll start uh, this week with the podium, as we always do. Um, heard this on the radio yesterday on the way to work and thought it was interesting, and I saw it literally right afterward. Um, when I was doing my daily Fox Sports read, ESPN read, um, Bleacher Report read, seeing is the home whistle a real thing? And they were alluding to um, Duke um, getting favorable calls down the stretch at home against, um, I think it was Clemson last week. Clemson's coach, Brad Brunel, was hot about it. And John Shares was like, whoa, you know, we just, we just play with the flow of the game. Yeah, I, I understand that, but. Duke, ever since Coach K, um, they started winning, it just became a thing that Duke got all the whistles. He intimidated officials um, just by standing over them, acting as if he's better, you know, just overpowering them really with his his influence of, you know, being one of the best coaches of all time. Um, it's stuck, and you see it over and over again. Home whistle, home whistle. The team that doesn't get the home whistle, I feel like, is Michigan State. I feel like they usually get the – because people they don't like Izzo's complaining – um, but I think home whistle is a real thing. I, There's got to be some metrics on there, it. I, it would probably take a lot of in-depth looking, but I would think so. Um, I did a little bit of an analysis for the podcast a couple of years ago on the home whistle, remember? Yeah, I think like you fouls did. fouls called versus not, and I didn't find any huge glaring things, but it definitely feels that way, that's for sure. It's crazy. All right, my podium. Uh, there's two ways I could go, and whatever the second way will just end up being part of what we talk about in the regular lineup anyway. So this one came up on Friday night, lock, stock, and barrel as I was watching whatever you want to call that when Michigan State played isn't the word, showed up isn't the word. I don't even know what it was. It was the word at Wisconsin. Why this is my least favorite Tom Izzo team ever. Now, he's made what, 20 minus the one 
COVID year, 27 tournaments in a row, 26 tournaments. Yeah, I mean, this is year 29. His first two years, NIT. Um, and so I started thinking, like, okay, his first two teams, you know, Judd leftovers mostly, but a couple of his first recruits were pretty much 500 teams that made the NIT. So I got to thinking, do I really dislike this year's team as much as, a, as any Izzo team? And I thought about it, and it's hard to dislike any of the Final Four teams, obviously. There's some chemistry issues on teams here or there. But I can't say that I've ever felt in the last 29 years as pissed off, frustrated, and at the same time incredulous, flabbergasted, and just like ready to just stop watching as at any point watching Tom Izzo teams. I, I mean, even his first two teams, which struggled, um, including year two, which is the first year really of the Flintstones, Antonio Smith's second year. So I went back and looked. And I thought I'd do a quick, I don't want to make this a super long podium, but a little quick roster comparison. 1995-96, Izzo's first team. Again, they went probably roughly like 17 and 15 or something like that. They almost lost to Chaminade in his very first game in the Maui Invitational. Did lose to Detroit, leading, right? Leading scorer that year. Yeah, they lost to Detroit three years in a row. Quentin Brooks, my boy Q, lived across the hall from me. Rump shaker. Um, he averaged 16.3 points a game and 5.6 boards. I forgot that he was that much of a leading scorer on the team. He's a 6'7", small forward slash, could play a little bit of power forward. Who is he not better than on this year's team at that position? I mean, Hall is a different kind of player. Hall is probably a better defender, but straight up, at the we'll, we'll say that Quentin probably played the four at six seven for the most part. Sometimes the three. I'd take Q. Second leading scorer, my boy Butch Jamie Fike, ten point one points, oh, which is actually lower than I thought. Nine point five rebounds. I would take him over Mati. I would take him over Kohler. I would take him over. Uh, Cooper, I would take him over any big that we have. Lock, stock, and barrel. No way. Not even close. Dude was a rebounding machine. Went to the NBA and earned earned contract and earned bank because of his ability to rebound. There's no question I would take Butch. Yeah, my boy Yar, I call him Yar. My my buddies know why. Ray Weathers. He was back when Prop 48 was a thing. He had to sit his first year. So this was his senior year. 6'3 guard. 9.7 points. 3 rebounds. 2.3 assists. Not a bad year. Um... I, he's about equivalent to Aikens, to be honest. I mean, Ray probably was not as athletic and probably made more boneheaded mistakes than Aikens, but oh, they're a wash. True? Number four, my boy DB, Damon Bethea, the Fresh Prince. A little banner for him up in the up in the rafters when we had the pigs pin. Six, seven, small forward, 5.5 points, 3.1 rebounds. A boy, DB, he, uh, I think it was our senior year, so his junior year, hit a game winner against Oklahoma State, a uh, big country, the team that went to the Final Four that year. Um, again, at 6'7", what does Michigan State have at that position? Dave and I and Chris and I talk about we'll this all the time. We don't have anybody that can is we'll a threat a at that position. We don't. We just don't have that because Hall is really a four. He plays a little three. Uh, Cohen Carr is – Probably maybe going to be a three, but really he's a four can't for shoot. this offense because he can't shoot yet. So I'd take DB over what we got. Five, sophomore guard Thomas Kelly, TK, 5.1 points, 2.2 rebounds. I can tell you he was a walking turnover, if, if my memory serves me correctly. I probably would not take him over Walker, but um, I don't know. I probably wouldn't take him over Holloman either. So we'll say that he's a, he's a wash. But so far it's it's 4-1 in favor roster-wise of the 95 team. Now, 
funny that this fits. I have two guys, and you, Ryan, name them. Two guys that I have absolutely hate is a really strong word. So strongly extremely disliked. strongly disliked that are Michigan State guys that I would care if they ever wore green and white again in their lives or if they had ever worn it to begin with. And they are John Garvalia yep, and AJ Hogard. They are a wash. They cancel each other out. Both can GTFO. Can't stand either of you. Can't stand you, Costanza. Now let's throw another freshman at you. 6'8 Antonio Smith. Cornerstone glue guy. There is no way Michigan State guy as a freshman. I mean, what's he compared to? His comp would be like a Booker, size-wise. His game wasn't the same, but there's no way. Booker is nowhere near where Smith was at that point in time. Then it gets into more, you know, guys like Anthony Mull was a JUCO transfer. He's a guard. He's not any better than Holloman or, or Walker. Jason Klein was a true freshman, 6'7". He was more of like a guard 2-3, but he's he was on his way to being better than Aikens is now, but he wasn't that then. Um, Mike Respert, Sean's brother, did a little bit for that team. You know, is he better? He's probably more like a Steve, you know, a, what, Davis, Steve, Smith. Davis Smith. Um, and my boy Steve Nicodemus was a six-four guard. Didn't even average a point a game, but like gave he, he was probably I would take him as a walk-on. He wasn't a walk-on, but I would take him in place of some of our walk-ons or guards that sit further down the bench. My boy Steve Polanowski didn't average much: 0.5 points, 0.6 rebounds, but. He was 6'9", and he was tough as hell. I would take him over Cooper. You know, he could guard. He got in a fight with Macy O'Baston in a Michigan State-Michigan game. It was Go look it up. Google it. I want to see it was that. A, it was I wish I could see that. Um, Mo Pete was a freshman on that team. I think he ended up maybe redshirting. But, um, you know, like there's nobody – there's no NBA guy on Michigan State's roster like him, is there? Arguably at this point in time? Maybe maybe, maybe Carr could Carr be. Carr in the future if he can get a jump shot. And then DeHart, my other my boy, another senior. Like the four, those four seniors, they're all my boys. They lived on my floor when I was a freshman. Like, I'm sorry, I would take that roster, 16 and 15 or whatever they went, over this year's team every day of the week. I mean, I may sprinkle in a, in a Tyson Walker um, and maybe a Malik Hall to replace a couple of these guys, but that's it. So I, this is... Flat out, no matter what happens from here on out, my least favorite Tom Izzo team ever. And I'm pissed off about it because it was supposed to be one of my favorites. Well, yeah, we were sold a... a sold a bill of goods. Sold a bill of goods. That is correct. Um, yeah, um, just it's been really rough um, on all of us. Um, yeah, not the most... Just just not very likable. No. Um, don't even play hard. Um I know that's probably my thing. It's like I least, said to my boys, yeah, is like that team wasn't as good, wasn't as overall probably top to bottom talented, but spots. they played hard. Yeah. And Izzo, if if you had today Izzo, well not today Izzo, if you had year twenty to twenty five Izzo with that group, they probably would have been an NCAA tournament team. I think they were pretty talented actually. He just was learning as a head coach, but yeah, still young and you know. So going to tee up, um, I got to tee up Fox. Like, look, I think there are color commentators that are really, really good at their they job awesome and, and insightful at their job are hard to find. Romo was that for a year, and he's kind of whatever, master of the obvious now. Chris, whatever, Collinsworth, he's not C-R-I-S, Chris, is same. Master of the obvious, just blathers about Mahomes whether Mahomes is in the game. I don't I don't I totally dislike him, but I don't think he's that great. 
Um, you know, there's guys like Herb Street does okay with with Al Michaels. Charles he's, he's Davis is probably the best on on CBS. Right. You know, so so there's there's good guys out there. So why in the hell is Fox and tee up Fox for getting rid of Greg Olson, who's really really good uh, as the A color commentator for an unproven Tom Brady? Oh, because of his name. You know, especially I see the Tom Brady. I would have gone. I would have gone for the the field goals and taken the points and said, "Really, Tom? So you're going to be just like every other fan and stupid media person who doesn't know Dan Campbell? Like, give some insights. Give some player insights. I, I'm not looking forward to that. I'm not saying that he's not going to be good, but why would you pay him that kind of money and get rid of a guy like Olson, who hopefully ends up at CBS or NBC because he's really, really good? Um, I just to me it's a joke it's a joke because you're chasing you're chasing screen time because it's tom brady i really don't i don't he's care not what even he, personable i agree i don't even care what he has to say he's not he's not personable olsen is can you see tom brady doing a terry bradshaw look-alike thing for a commercial no no i i, I just i don't think the chemistry is going to be that great because i think that crew is really yeah good. i think burkhart and him are really good they and, and even fox is B group like Moose Johnson, that guy's awesome. Yeah, Daryl Johnson. He's, he's really good. good. I think mm-hmm. Jonathan Vilma's really good. They have a a really Shalareth, He he does game still a little bit, right? Yep. I mean, they, yep. they have a good lineup. Of, so if you're gonna keep him and put him on the B, make sure we get him as the Lions because we usually get Moose and Moose is good. But he's running something big for the UFL now. So I, don't I know, didn't know that. I don't know if he's gonna be the announcer anymore. Yeah, but for him. so tee up Fox for being dumbasses and getting rid of Olsen for an unproven Tom Brady who. Nobody outside of Ann Arbor really actually likes or New England. Right. Well, they don't like them anymore. Um, <clears throat> All right. Spot number one. And, CBB. Yeah, college basketball. Is it and Tuesday last week? Was it a week ago that we did it? I think it was. I think we did. Let me throw in our ad real quick. Uh, spot one in our Big Ten Power Rankings are presented by Norris Sports Group. NSG is a boutique agency of experts with 30-plus years of experience in sports sponsorship and much more. Learn more about them today at norrissportsgroup.com. All right. Let's talk some college basketball since we last um, met with you. Um, what what was it? Tuesday. Looking back um, on the um, on the week, so I think the, in Big Ten play that night, Wisconsin hardly beat Minnesota. Minnesota furious comeback. I, they're not there yet. But I, I think Ben Johnson coming into the season, he was on a hot seat. He's kind of proven that he's mm-hmm. he picked Minnesota back up, and they've been. They've been competitive. They have some good young guys. Um, yeah, they really were down, down like 15 at the yeah, half against they were. Penn State, and, and they came back and won. I mean, they're they're solid. Nebraska's really good at home. How about this for road splits? I, I don't think this is entire. This is almost correct. They're 5-0 and at home in the Big Ten play. For, I think they're second in like adjusted efficiency-wise, offensive and defensively, and on the road, 0-5, 14th in the Big Ten. So they're literally one of the best teams in the Big Ten, and then they're the worst on the road. So that's pretty crazy. Um, but they're having a decent season, um, trying to get to the tournament for the first time in a long time. So I think Miles was there. Um, a team that's really woken up in the last two, three weeks. I, I don't know how Michigan State beat them. was Maryland. They're, they've gotten back into it. Yeah, they're, 13 and 8, 5 and 5 overall. You know, a, a, a team on the outside looking in right now on the bubble, and I think they can get there um, with good play. Northwestern um, another, beat another great team at home. Boo Booey, I'd hate him, but good Lord, he is a baller. He's a Spartan killer. That's why I don't like him, but. 15 and 5, 6 and 3, and they've got a lot of good wins. He had 
They have more good wins than Michigan State. Illinois. Yeah. They're really good. They're really They have good. one horrible loss, Chicago State, but the rest of they they're loaded with big wins. Yeah, they they beat Purdue, Purdue at home, Illinois, beat Illinois, Maryland. they beat Maryland. I mean, they're solid. That is a mm-hmm. solid ball club. And I think aside from Purdue, I mean, we we obviously know Purdue's a, a really good team. Um they can hit you. They I think Lance Jones is the different on difference on that team this year. I think if they had him last year, they could have gone far. Um He's a guy that can play defense, make shots. He's athletic um, to compliment Smith, who has improved drastically. Lawyer's about the same. I don't know if he's gotten much better. Edie's just a cheat code. Um, it's a three-headed monster for them. And then maybe put Lawyer in there for four. Um, good compliment. But they're really good. Wisconsin, to me, is the second most impressive team. Um, and, last, and they're leading the Big Ten, and they're close to uh, number last one. Last year, they were, they were very underwhelming, lost a lot of close games, were kind of dinged up. They're really good. They can score, they defend, they rebound, they have bigs, they have guards. Here's the thing um, is their offense is way better than their defense this year, which is the opposite yeah, of usual. That's not normal for them. Um, Hepburn, who has been one of their leading scorers the last two seasons, he hardly shoots the ball anymore. He just plays good defense and distributes. Like Izzo said this after his press conference, Mateen gradually averaged less too, and sometimes less means more wins yep. because you don't have to be the guy that you know. Early in Mateen's career, he had to score, he had to. but then when you can be a distributor and you can be a defender, and then you can be a difference maker when you need a big shot, which we saw time after time, Mateen was good at. I'm not suggesting he's as good at that, but but it was a great comp I thought by by Izzo because it, it just extremely similar pathway in Wisconsin. Look. We'll talk more about Michigan State and the state of the state. Um, Wisconsin's a really good team. Now that not yeah, AJ Store is like garbage in that game, but AJ they, they're a really nice team. He's really good. Crowell's really Have they good. Play, no, they haven't played Purdue yet. They play, they play Sunday, once or twice. Sunday at noon or at one. I don't know if they play them once or twice. Let me check. Um, yeah, because I, I mean it's it's pretty much you got eight and one, eight and two, six and three, six and three in the top four spots. And then you from five got them ten. twice. They got them this weekend and then in the last game okay. of the season. So. Oh, that'd be good. That could be for the big 10 championship. Yeah. Then five through 10. Cause I think Crowell can battle with Edie a little Crowell, bit. Yeah, five through 10, you got Nebraska, Maryland, Minnesota, Iowa, Michigan state. Um, Iowa's getting throttled right now by Indiana. Uh, and then, and, and Indiana five and five or four and five. Like, a mishmash of which probably two, maybe three teams make the tournament in there. Um, Ryan went through, you know, what Nebraska's doing. I think out of that group, Maryland's playing really well. Minnesota's playing really well. Michigan State took a giant step back at Wisconsin. Hasn't had a really good solid, except for Baylor, hasn't had a good I mean, The best win. wins are Baylor, Baylor and haven't Maryland. had a road. Baylor, Maryland, and Indiana State are your best wins. Right. Um, Ohio State's really struggling, thirteen and seven, three and six. They're neck and neck with Illinois right now at the moment. Penn State is one of those teams that I I like. Um, yeah, but like they blew a fifteen point lead the other day. Like I think they could be good, but they just can't get over the hump. Rutgers and Michigan are garbage. Michigan especially. Michigan's actually Penn State's nine and eleven too, but Michigan's the only team with a losing record overall at seven and thirteen aside from Penn State. So um, I think the top four is runaway heads and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah. It's not even um, close. And it's not even close. Like five through ten, those teams will jockey around and it'll depend. You know, somebody could get hot, you know, come, you know, Minneapolis for the Big Ten tournament. Um, it, it'll make for an interesting stretch run as, as the calendar turns to February this week. And then we get to March. We're only 50 days from Less Selection than 50, Sunday. I think 40, 48 now. 47. 48 days, 47, 47 days, days from now. Selection Sunday. Um, 
Yeah, so that'll be crazy. Uh, my weekly Ken Palm review, again, teams in the top 40 on offense and top 22 on defense have won every natty. Every, it won the natty every year since it's been in place, so since 2002. Obviously, this flows every week. Like, for example, I think a team or so dropped out this week of the balls into that category, and two were added. So your latest update is if the tournament started today, Purdue is number two offense, 13 defense, Arizona 5-16, and 16. Auburn 18-5, and five, slipped a little bit last week, uh, North Carolina 14-3, and three, improving, Houston number 17 offense, number one defense, uh, defense travels, Tennessee number 19-2, and two, I think they're stayed about the same, shockingly, Michigan State's still in there, 34th on offense, 21st on defense, just hanging by a thread, despite giving up an 80-burger to Wisconsin, Marquette's right there. 35th offense, 14th defense. Two new ads, New Mexico. Dick Patino, they, 37 they a, and 20. Guess what? Guess what they have? Three former high major guards that didn't pan out that are hooping. Yep. And that's really that's what players. that's 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 like a Florida Atlantic situation. Mount West, the Mount West like is out of the Big State. Ten. Creighton is the last one at 39 and 15. And then I would say in the don't count them out, UConn. Um, third number number three offense, number twenty three defense. I mean, if you've watched them play, they're they're pretty hands down in my book the best team, and I would not be shocked if they repeat. BYU eight and twenty four, and in fact, if UConn stayed three and twenty three, they could break the mold of the Ken Palm stat, and we'd never talk about it again. BYU's close, number eight offense, number twenty four defense, sneaking yeah, up in nice the season. Big Twelve. Good coach. Wisconsin's Coke. a little further off in their defense, but they're fourth in offense. Fourth in offensive That's efficiency, which is crazy. Of. 43rd on defense. Illinois, um, a little bit better. Not on offense. They're seventh, 30th on defense, so they're a little closer. And then Kansas is 24-25, so they're right in the mix, too. I'm, so, really, I'm going to look to see what Wisconsin was on, def- on offense last year. I think it was like... It, it was, oh, they got guys that can shoot. Growl guess guess what they were last year on offense. Efficiency. 60s, 70s. 140th. Wow. And they're fourth. Just, they got guys that can can it. Like a wall is another guy. He's a great example of early in his yeah. career, he had to be the guy to get all the points and stuff. And now he can do the dirty work. And he still can go on a little scoring. He can score, gets rebounds, plays. Crowell, I think, is the second best big man in the Big Ten behind Edie. He's, been really He's got really good moves. He's a big dude. They've got shooters. Um, you know, their defense is actually it kind of sometimes goes hand in hand, but their defense has slipped back a little bit. But I think Wisconsin can shore that up and it'll be interesting to see what they can do, um, you know, down the stretch here. So going back to this, we'll ask this question every week. If it has it adjusted for you. I think you said seven for big 10. Seven, teams, six or seven. I, yeah, I still think I'm it's, still I still think it's right in there. I'll yeah. tell you the teams that I, I would not want to play in March right now, North Carolina, RJ Davis, mm-hmm. he might be national player of the year. That guy's a stud. Yeah. What a bounce um, back for them. Yeah. They're playing really well. UConn is awesome. Um, I'm talking non big 10 here. Um, a, a very a surprising team this year is uh, Texas Tech. Brand new coach. Last year they had that turmoil, firing their coach, saying that he was abusive, whatever. And this guy, Brent McClellan, came from North Texas. Um, he's done a really good job there, and they're going to probably get a top four or five seed in the NCAA tournament. I'm um, angry. Crazy. The, the Pac-12 is terrible. Probably get one or two teams in. The big, there's rumor the ACC only gets two or three in. Um I think the Big Ten. I mean, the Big Ten's not great. It's pretty weak. Probably the weakest it's been in the last seven or eight years, to be honest with you. But it's going to be interesting. The Mountain West is better than the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12. Honestly, it might it might go Big Twelve, Big East than them, um, or SEC than them. It's it's pretty crazy. Fun though. Um, 
I don't think I have anything else college basketball-wise. No, me neither. Um, this brings us to our mailbag section slash hodgepodge. Um, got a lot. Mitchell Palooza, my man. Uh, great questions flowing in. Um, always love to hear those. Um, and we'll attack those in the next few weeks. So what do you have for uh Well, we got plenty. There. We're just, we can nail them all. Um, so I'm looking up Uncle Bob's question. Long-time listener, first-time question asker. The Lions have not had an assistant be hired directly as a head coach since Chuck Knox in 1973, UB. Your question was, wow. have the Lions, and he ended up being a pretty damn good one, um, have the Lions ever had an assistant hired? Because we're talking, obviously, AG and, and Ben Johnson. Great news is more NFL, but Johnson decided to stay. He said nope to the Redskins slash Commanders and Seahawks. Um, staying with the Lions, huge for continuity. So Mitch's number one question was, assuming we lose one, if not both, coordinators, who's on your list for replacements? We don't have to answer it for Nope, OC. Ben Johnson. Uh, Ryan, you had an answer if AG left for some reason, but he's probably not going to get one of those head coaching jobs, is he? Washington came to visit him today. Hmm. So I, I wouldn't mind. I, D.C., I'd want like Wink Martindale or like a Mike Vrabel. Why the hell not? Yeah, for yeah. a year, might Vrabel. as well get him for well. a rental. I mean, yeah, get him for a year and put some more pieces in place. That I mean, look, Campbell was rightfully down. When we'll talk more in the NFL. Was rightfully down after the loss, and he's like, "Again, it's really hard to get back here. I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever get back here." Again, we'll talk about the Lions are built to get there. So if you can get a few more pieces in there to kind of sustain some things and shore things up. A guy like a Vrabel would be would be huge for sure. Um, another question from Mitchapalooza. I like this one. Top five all-time likable MSU Spartans between basketball and football. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, lock, sock, and barrel number one. Drew Neitzel. Yeah, Neitzel up there. Always um, like Drew Neitzel. Drew Neitzel also talked nicely about Ryan when he would do his high school games on the radio. Yeah, those are two good ones. Um I would put Matt Costello up there for me. He's one of my just a goofball. Yeah, good guy. I, yeah. He's a good guy. I would say he was a he was a likable dude. Football. Um, mm. For me personally, you know, of course, I knew those guys that I rattled off in my podium. Um, you know, like genuinely a good guy minus Polo. Um, Damon Bethea. He was he was just just a good dude. Like I remember when he was having some struggles as a as a I think he was a freshman and I was a sophomore when we had the you know Prince's Palace and I would walk back from games like I don't know I don't know if I fit or whatever and I mean he just he he ended up you know being a good solid player from Michigan City he's a really good human being so I would put him up there in my top five likable um trying to think of any other football guys that are in the realm of like a Cousins, um, I think Mike Sadler would have been on Sadler, there. Sadler, yep, he's a good boy. Sadler was a was a great dude. Um, hmm, Another. trying to think of anybody else that really stands out as a. I mean, we got to meet like Travis Walton. Yeah, T Dub's a good T Dub was a good Jones, guy. He was kind of Javon Ringer. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, we met Javon once before. He was a good dude. You know, we took Travis and um, Quise and Marquise Gray out for lunch after they did an autograph signing. They were both really good dudes. And Travis ended up helping me out with a little bit of training and stuff. So, yeah, I think a pretty good list. I mean, we've been pretty fortunate. I think a guy like Keith Nickel, another good guy. Yep. Um, you know, Adrian Payne, all time good guy. Yep. Uh, yeah, with his all you know all the lacy stuff, yeah. and then R.I.P. A.P. Um, you know, but Keith Nickel, right? Like he embraced getting beaten out by a two star, and Kirk Cousins when he was a five star, and 
became a receiver, and I've got a great picture of him flipping BJ Cunningham. He's a good football player. He had he caught the the rocket, the hail mary. Like, That's a big he touchdowns. Ended up being a good like he took one for the team, so I would put him there too. So, Mitch, good question. I'd like to I'd like to know your top five all time. Yeah, Blair White, another one. Give him give him to Ryan. Let's hear your top five. Um, the fortunate thing for us is because between bowl games and me knowing some players and stuff, we've gotten to meet a lot of these guys over time. Um, pretty cool. Uh, Chris Hill, another one for me. I really like Chris Hill too. Yeah. Um, if you could take one skill from MSU's starting five players, so their center, and pass it to another player, who and what would it be? And he says, I would take Sissoko's athleticism, not his hands, and give him to Kohler to shore up this five spot for sure. How about how about you take Trey Holland's brain and put it in Hogard's? <laughs> then we'll then we're talking. Uh, he, yes, that's a good one. He'd be unstoppable. Uh, he would. He would. honestly he would. He really would. Um, I would take. Or uh, want. I would take. Oh, who's it? Do we have anybody that's got any heart? <laughs> I don't think. I think. I think Hall does. Hall does. I would take Hall's heart and I'd give it to Walker because Walker's got the skills to be the man every game. And look, I'm dogging him a little bit. He's actually he's, he third, played he's well. third in the Big Ten in scoring. He he's not still, played but well. he's not played very well lately. He's kind of disappearing, you know, beneath the fog lately, and Michigan State cannot afford that. So great question. I don't know that there's any redeeming qualities of I guess Mahdi is athletic. He works hard and he had his. He's a he's strong. You know, he's I think he's a good. A I think he's a good person, but oh yeah, he's a great. You know, guy. Cooper's got good motor, but like not, neither of those guys are nowhere. He's not good enough. enough. Like maybe, maybe Cooper's feet are better than Kohler. No, Kohler's got great feet. Never mind. Forget that. Um, Cooper's a better rebounder. I don't take Cooper's rebounding and give it to oh. Kohler. How, how about this one? Um, just a, a heads up for all those betting on the mission game might change your uh, thoughts. Um, questionable for the game tonight, Stephen Izzo. Um, <laughs> Damn it. Broke his pinky. I'm just kidding. I don't know what happened to him. It's <sighs> kind of funny. All right. Um, so those are Mitch's questions and UB's question. Let's see. Actually, no, Mitch has some more questions he gave to me. Let me, let me find them. I didn't get a chance to transfer them to my notes. All right. So he says, Mitch Palooza says, draft either Cooper DeGene from Iowa or Kool-Aid McKinstry in round one in April. Change my mind. Yeah, I think... Him and then Mitch and I talked at lunch earlier. Kamari Lassiter from Georgia. Um, those three guys. If if you think those are spot are guys that can slot in and be your second or third corner, or you have to trade up to get them. If you think you have, to. you can. You have capital. Cooper's not a safe. I thought he was a safety. He plays corner and safety. Okay. Um, He'd be a white corner for that white versus black. All you know, all yeah, NFL team. I mean. Held a punt returner, really too. Good. Those guys are really Cooper good. Cooper Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think we can talk more in the NFL and, and as we get closer to the draft, what the Lions need to to kind of patch things up yeah. um, and what you're going to be able to get at that point in the draft. You know, Dauber made a good point. It's a lot different for the Lions. Lowest from draft picking, position ever. From picking Lions. top five, top ten all the time to picking 29. Now, they have a lot of picks in the first three rounds and where the Lions five, have made – four, five, and where the Lions have made hay is really in the, like the second, third round, honestly. Um, obviously, they've had some good first rounders too. But I trust Brad Holmes. But I, th- I think they're in a good spot um, for sure and hopefully can get one of those guys because those are the type of guys that you need that can step in and make a difference. Um, 
His next Mitchapalooza question, what does your golf extension look like? Uh, I'd probably give him like four, four, 200 mil. That's I mean, he's, 20, mil. he's 29 years old. He's not currently one of the top paid. At the time, when he got a $110 million guaranteed contract, it was the highest contract. I don't think he's going to be like, hey, I got to get paid, you know, Burrow and Mahomes and whatever no, money. I mean, you can give him, you got to give him 50 because the market shifts. At one point, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford was the highest paid quarterback right. in the league for the Lions, and then he became like the 10th. Yeah. Uh, the market shifts, I think, you know, four for 50 mil a year. So four year, 200 million. Or three with a four year, fourth year option. I mean, that puts him into his early mid 30s. Yeah. And then you can, you know, clearly. The scheme and stuff helped him, but he also came back into his confidence. He, I don't think he had a turnover in the no he played in the playoffs in, in three games. I, I, no, he played you know? phenomenally, and he made some he made some good throws um, against the 49ers that guys just dropped. Right, like is he athletic enough in the pocket for my liking? No, not really. But there's not a ton of quarterbacks. Yeah, no, them, so I, I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm like give him market value. Don't make him the highest paid quarterback. But I think he's in a well, three. Well, they, they're going to have to give him three a, plus a year or a or four I'd, year. I'd like them to get this done sooner than later because there's a rumor that the Packers are going to try to pay Jordan Love some big money. And if he's commanding big money, golf's going right. And Love in. Love has not even a like a true. I mean, he has a year under his belt, but like let's hope that's a flash in the pan. Um, and. Mitchapalooza's last question of the week. State will lose how many games the rest of the regular season? My hope is three. My guess is five. Is 11 to says. go. 7-4 uh, and four I'm going to go with. Um, I think you. I think that too. I think Illinois and Purdue. Illinois is Illinois, winnable. Illinois, Purdue, Indiana, then you lose a team to a team you should. I don't think Purdue is winnable at all. Illinois is winnable. Indiana is winnable, but it's not an easy place we to play. Win it. They're beating it's, Iowa by 14 right now. Don't assembly. Do we play at Iowa or at home? home? against Iowa. Okay, because Iowa is hard to play away. Play Ohio State at home. You get the 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 road games. I don't. We don't have a ton. I mean, I think it's Michigan, Minnesota, Penn State, Purdue, and Indiana. Those Minnesota, I think, is probably beside Purdue is the toughest road. Yeah, but we match up well with them. I don't. They they don't really concern me. At the way they played on Friday, Mitch. I mean, I could see six and five. I I think I'm with Ryan. I think more seven and four, and I I. Think they could go eight and three, maybe even nine. I and think two. nine and two is doable. If I think Illinois up. is the is the best chance to get a big win left on the schedule. They played them tough at Illinois. Now that was without Shannon, um, so we'll see. But things have got to change for Michigan State to get there. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, that's Hodgepodge Mailbag. Unless you got any more, Mitch. Always love your questions. Keep them coming. We've had other fan listener feedback that your questions are the best. So. Uh, keep them coming, Chris. You're you're lagging here a little bit. You give me one or two once in a while, but mostly you're sending me TikToks. So you need to you need, you need to come like up with Columbus. need to come up with some good ones. All right, or Dob. You know, like you UB came to the fray. That was good. Um, not necessarily an opinion question, but it was still a good question. It made us do a little bit of homework. So that was good stuff. All right, spot number three, golf. Golf. What's golf? What's golf? Uh, Tory Pines this weekend. That was that was fun. Yeah, love good Torrey tournament. Pines. Pavone. Rookie on the PJ Tour. Um, One of the hottest guys in golf right now. Yeah, played great. The Sony were like, who the heck is this guy? Like, never heard of him. He was on DP. You had to birdie, like, what, like four holes in a row yeah, to, to, make, to the... make to get a tour card yep. um, for the PJ Tour this season. He's he's really good. He's, he wears, like, the long sleeves under his thing. Um, turning into a nice play. First played, Frenchman ever to win on the PGA Tour. Played really well um, mm-hmm. at, at Tour. And, and played really well. Despite trying to step on his, you know what, down the stretch, he take takes a three putt bogey on. Well, I guess it was a two putt. Bo- no, I don't know if it was a three putt. Anyway, he took a bogey on seventeen, 
um, and then puts it in the face of the trap. Then he puts it in the spinach with water to carry on a tight front pin on 18, but he stuck it and he made the putt and, you know, with some pressure on him from Hojgaard. So, um, yeah, hats off. And like we talked about this a little bit before, if these guys, Hatton's the latest that wanted to go to live, get out. I don't yeah, care. Go. You know, nobody's going to hear from you or see you again, except from the majors because your stuff's not on TV. Nobody cares. Like nobody cares about your gimmicky golf. I don't, and I don't care because I read a good story about this in golf magazine. Yes. Stars are helpful, but really aside from Tiger and okay, Rory's got some star power, but Rory wasn't even likable early in his career when he was winning. And then he, he like jilted his bride. Then bride, I think it was Caroline. Yeah, Bougeniak, he did that a couple times. You know, at the, at the altar, like broke off the engagement late in the game. Like he wasn't likable until he defended the PGA tour. The PGA Tour thrives on stories like Kirk and like who was the winner at Sony? The other guy, um, um, Grayson Murray, yeah, and the, and Dunlap, you know, fall from grace and, and rise back up. Woodland with his thing, this Pavone guy, and the way that he had to play just to get into the to the PGA Tour. Like PGA thrives on human interest stories. I don't really think most fans care. They just want to see good competitive golf. And they want to be able to relate to guys. Like, that's what they want. You know, back in the day, even though Phil is a steaming pile of you-know-what, his thumbs up and his grins and he, like, the gambler in him made everybody like him, right? Like, because people could relate to that. And I think people can relate to the stories. Nobody cares, honestly, that Rom and those guys are gone. I don't. I don't care. Like, they're going to show up in the majors and we still get to see them, like, I just don't care. I just want, it was, that was good golf. Like I didn't turn on, or I was watching golf over something the other day. I was watching golf over basketball. a basketball game, I think, um, because it was better in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I, I like the farmers. Now we got the, we got the pebble. How do we do with our picks for the farmers? Uh, mine combined 88th and my one guy missed the cut. You had both guys missed the cut. Yikes. Not a great week for us. No, not Bring us into week. an elevated event at one of the best golf courses in the world, Pebble Beach Golf Links, um, AT&T. Um, it's going to be a good one. There's a lot. Everyone looking through playing. the list, right? Yeah, uh, it's a hell of a lineup. Um, man, um, tough decisions here. I, I'm my two picks. My my flyer is not even a flyer. I think Thagala. He he's been playing well. He's a Cali kid. My other one's Hovland. He won the AM there, I think, in 2018. Um, he's due for a big one. Another yeah, one. you know, the one dude that made the, I think it was um, the third guy that was playing in that threesome in the last um, the last group at Torrey ended up making a, putt, a birdie and got his guy, his high school teammate, Keith Mitchell, into the tournament. Uh, and Mitchell actually, I think, has done well there in the past. I'm going to go with uh, Ricky. And I'm going to go with, I'm trying to look look for a guy that I think has done well there before. Um, I'm going to go with Matt Fitzpatrick. All right. Fitz. Does he sell the braces? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if he sells his braces or not. All right, that's picks right there. Yeah, it should be fun. Keep an eye on that one this weekend with no football. All right, and the, and the golf fun one from TikTok this week. You can pick only two. Uh, one, play around with your favorite TikTokers. Two, free Callaway golf clubs for life. Three, play around with Rory McIlroy. 
Four free five-day golf trip with the boys. Five play Augusta, but by yourself. Or six never three putt again. Uh, number six, then the three putt one, then free five day golf trip with the boys. That sounds heavenly. No three putt sounds great, but I, there would be nothing to bitch about then. So I'm gonna go free golf trip, and I'm gonna go with uh, uh, I'm gonna go with free golf clubs for life. I do like the Callaway clubs. We had a dog named Callaway for a reason. Yep. So, all right, moving on. Oh, before we do, uh, a word from our presenting sponsor, Team Anders Realty, will help you find the home that fits your wants and needs, and they make the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients for 30 plus years in the West Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. The state of state. State of MSU. First of all, for football, because there's football. less and less football. Walk-on tryouts in February, informational meeting this week. Make sure you go. I'm thinking about it because I could probably make more in NIL money as a, like the storied 51-year-old making a return yeah, you... to football. <laughs> Never played a, a down of organized football in my life. I could go. I could make more in NIL than I do when I'm working yeah, my ass should. off at my job all the time. I was talking about that with somebody at work today. You should. Um, Michigan State football trending. I could be like the... The guy that the kid that plays blind, yeah, playing football blind. <laughs> what is going on? Uh, Michigan State picks up a commitment from 6'4 Texas receiver Jalen Brown, I believe his name. Uh, very underrated, under the radar, underrated recruit. Michigan Hawk kind of found him. Um, dude is a freak athlete, he's fast. Michigan State's gone into Texas lately and gotten some steals for receivers. It's it's interesting. Um, I think he could be really good down the line. Just get get some good coaching by Hawk. Um, that'd be fun. Apparently, on commit watch for a couple defensive tackles um, for this class. Demetrius Martin comes in and he's offering five star DBs. Yeah, he's doing, doing really well. Um, I, and you know, I saw this on um, on. Um, CBS, I saw it on ESPN, I saw it on something else, um, ranking, or not ranking, just saying, you know, what what college football programs are on the rise, um, have bright futures, and Michigan State is on every list that I've seen, um, we love to see that, that's just due to coaching and scheme and having good assistant coaches, recruiting your OKGs, um, and the Michigan State did have a talented roster. I think Tucker did bring in some talented guys. They just had shit in the Zero coaches. coaches, yeah. I mean, they, they didn't have anybody that could co- put them in the right position. I think with correct coaching, I think next year Michigan State can be a very – I don't know if they'll win a lot of games. I think they can make a bowl game. I Tough schedule. They're going to be a fun team to watch, and they're going to be – they're going to get better and better. And I think 2025, they have a chance to take off yeah. with a full recruiting cycle – um, under the new coaching staff, a whole year of getting to know the system, um, and it, it could be fun. And I, a sophomore quarterback yeah, that becomes a junior, I, I, yeah, like they're going to be a pretty I'm young. Very team optimistic too. and excited about Michigan State football, um, and it's only January thirtieth. It's only going to grow. I wish I could say the same about Michigan State basketball. Yeah, um, Michigan State basketball. Just, uh, I mean, we played one game last week. Um, just, just uninspiring. Extremely disappointing. You can, like you said, um, you can tell in the first five minutes how the game's gonna go. You knew, bricking wide open shots, not getting rebounds. Tyson hitting the side of the backboard. Like, you know it's gonna be bad, and and just, I get it. Like, Mahdi tries really hard. He's he's not good. Cooper tries he's right, not and good. and I and Tom saying we didn't know until after, and he didn't tell anybody that you know he had a death in the family, and I didn't realize like, his I, father had died terrible. earlier in the year too. That's terrible. But like, look, 
Mati can play like that, whether that happens or not. And that's not why you lost. You lost because if AJ leads you in scoring, and oh, by the way, like I'm dying to find a good plus minus. He he was minus 10 right out of the gate uh, on Friday night in the start of the second half. Like he is the biggest liability on defense. And when he does make points, like he has 19 points the other he night. Let store get he lets Storm get going. He lets the other team get going, and it's a complete wash, and it's usually a negative. Walker has disappeared lately. You know, he hit the big three Aikens has been at horrid. the end of the Maryland game. Akins has been horrible. The only guy that's been consistently good, and we've been begging for it for five years, is Hall. Yeah, you know, he, he started a little bit rough and had some fouls, but he played hard. I don't know why he just refuses to play Booker. He refuses well, what, to play here's, Carr. Holloman had a bad game the other night, but my you know, biggest that was question a is: I, I get like you know matchups. Whatever. What in the absolute hell are these lineups where you're putting Madi Sissoko and Carson oh. Cooper on the floor? I mean, you're playing three on five. Oh. You you're There's tying. Trouble, you don't have offense. Like if you're gonna do that, and you're gonna like. It's, it's a liability on defense. At least get guys that can score. Like, Booker might be a liability on defense. He can score the basketball for you. Kohler had a great move in that game. He can score the basketball. Start playing those guys more and get Carr in there for energy. Like, I just – I get it. You want to bring these freshmen along slow. You know, hopefully Fears will be back this year. Holloman hopefully won't have another dud game like that. That was kind of a very freshman-type game for him. Um, like, grades. Mana wanted us to do grades because she likes grades. So let's just run through him real quick. Hogard, I'm sorry. Hogard I, F. I, I give Hogard an F. I just he is not he is not the kind of leader. He's not a leader at all. He's not he's Chris. not what you need one of your if not your best player to be. He's just not. I you can look at stats all you want. You can tell me yeah, but his assist to turnover ratio and uh, yeah, Michigan State doesn't turn the ball over as much this year. That's great. But if you can't play defense and you can't rebound as a six four guard. I don't want you on my team. But here's the thing. I, Tom, I don't want you on my team. Tom continues to compliment him in his press conference yesterday. Mm-hmm. He said he's come a long way on offense. His defense, you know, when he puts in the effort, it's good. But he doesn't put in the effort. No, he, when does he put in the effort? Here's my beef. I'm going to give Izzo a D this year, and here's why. He's, Number he's one, soft. he sold us. He's that, gone soft. Yep, he sold us that Michigan State was going to be good, and Ryan said it. He's gone soft. He uses the excuse, well, I can't talk to guys the same way. Bullshit, Tom. You're a coach. That's what got you, you demand to respect. You it's got you to where you are. If your players don't understand that, then go recruit other guys. Yeah, recruit right. guys that'll take that. Exactly. Because that is part of the problem is you're coddling to the AJs and you're not holding them to the same standard. Don't you ever compare a guy to Mateen Cleaves or Cassius Winston or Denzel Valentine nope. or any of those guys again when you don't expect the same thing out of them that you did then. If if Mateen Cleaves back in those days and your coaching then had played the way that AJ does now, his ass would have been on the bench. Yep. He would have been on the bench. Stop coddling him. So Izzo, I'm going to give a D. I'm going to give Walker a, a C-. minus. Like, Okay, statistically, again, having a good year, but he's he's been disappearing lately. I don't know if it's fatigue. I don't know if it's just that he's hurt. He dis- If he misses a couple shots, he turtles up. Like whatever happened to the old notion that shooters shoot, shoot your way out of a slump. Uh, he's been disappointing. Holloman, I'm going to give a solid B plus, A minus. I think he's above where I thought he would be. He's really improved his stroke. He's become a good shooter. He's a valuable defender. Um, I, I like Holloman. He had a little bit of a setback again in the Wisconsin game, but yeah, he's, I don't, a, he's a plus I, I, guy. I found the plus minus from that game. I don't know if, if you're a, a Holloman truther, you want to hear what his plus no, minus No, I want to hear his plus minus. He was bad that game. He, Holloman was minus 21 in okay. 17 yeah. and a half minutes. Yeah, he was bad that game. Hogard was minus 13 in 30 minutes. I would have expected it. Walker was only minus, minus three. Sissoko actually was plus two in hmm. 22 minutes on the Interesting. court. Um, the only other positives on the court. 
um, for Michigan State in that game were Cohen Carr plus four in 12 minutes, Xavier Booker plus one in six minutes. Hmm, that was correlation. Quiet, the quietest 12 correlation. minutes. I don't, I don't even remember Carr playing 12 correlation. minutes. Correlation. What about Hall? At minus 10. But he yeah, also so was, I'll, I'll give you Holland was horrible in that game, but I'll give him I'll give him a B plus. I think he's been he's been really good, especially given the fact that he's had to step up and play more yeah, one I mean, than he, he's with fears going out. Tougher, just tougher he, role. He's, he was taken a little bit out of that role where he could focus on one spot and he's had to kind of float between two spots. Hall, I'll give an A. Hall, we've been dogging him for years. He had the horrible game against Northwestern and he has rebounded and he's been the glue guy ever since. So I I will give Hall an A. Sissoko's a C. Look, I, I'm not going to give him an F because he is what he is. I'll give the coaches an F- minus for not recruiting better guys to play the five or going out into the transfer portal. damaged goods, you mean? Cooper was meant to be a preferred walk-on, right? Like, he was meant to be kind of a project. He's meant to, he should 10 be to 12 playing five minutes, minutes a, game. a game. Yeah, maybe 10 minutes a game. So, whatever. I give, It's not his fault either. I give him a C. I mean, he drops, he misses a lot of bunnies. A lot of guys on the team miss Co- a lot of bunnies. Co- Kohler's on. Un- Kohler is incomplete. Just, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see him be being. How many minutes did he play in that game? I'd like to see Kohler like playing 10. at least like fifteen to twenty minutes a game, just for the offense. Booker, I got to give it incomplete because Izzo will lie to you and tell you he's going to play, and then he yeah, well, doesn't he, play. Oh, he practices really hard. Just well, we've heard that. that before. And Carr, I'm going to give. I'm going to give Carr a B. Um, I think he needs an outside shot and whatever else, but he'll develop that as time goes on. He's got a great motor. He doesn't complain. He doesn't boast when he jumps out of the gym. He doesn't talk trash. Like AJ spends all his time talking trash and chirping. Carr is just all business. Uh, has room for improvement for sure, but I like him. Um, you know, and I think that pretty much hits the hits the main roster. Yeah. And I, look, I contend too. Normand, if he was that good, he'd be playing. He'd be playing. Um, I'm not saying that he's not going to be a, a you know a plus guy for Michigan State, but yeah, I, I'm really nervous to Dave and Chris's point. Michigan State has a quasi big guy coming in next year, well, he's a more four. like a four, and then they've got two more small wings, two, six four. Well, yeah, right? we have, yeah we have a two guard yeah, wing. Jace Richardson's six two. He's a combo guard. Kurt Tang's six four strong, but he's a he's a guard. They're small. Michigan State, like I said, when I compared to the 95-96 roster, doesn't have six, seven we're, guys that can tr- shoot. We're trying. They we're, can't. They can't shoot the post open. They can't. They can't shoot to cover other guys' sins. He's gonna have to. Out. He's gonna have to go in the portal and get a a guy that can play three and four and a, a five that can. You got fears that can distribute, and you don't have guys they, that they can play shoot defense. It. You know, they, they, they're, they're going after one more high school guy in 2024. Bryson Tucker's his name. He's from DC area. Played at IMG. Transferred back home. Six seven wing top twenty five player. It's down to Michigan State, Kansas in um, the G League. Um, Kansas will give him more money, but the rumor is G League. Um, if you get a guy like that, he's they his comp is Max Christie, but he's a better shooter and a better defender. Um, Hell, go get Max Christie's brother. Yeah, well, we didn't we didn't want him because well, that's more because the relationship with Tom and Christie wasn't great. He was a little. He wasn't great. Christy wasn't all no. he was cracked up to be. No. But I'm, I found a plus minus from the Northwestern game. I was interested. Jade Nakins in that game in 31 and a half minutes against Northwestern was minus 32. Wow. What was Hall? He had to have been pretty bad, too. He's minus 11. And Sissoko was minus 14. even though he had a goose egg. Huh. Interesting. Yikes. Is all I can say. Interesting. Um, I don't think I have anything else Michigan's. 
date-wise, uh, I'm trying to think if anything else came up. Big game tonight, 9 o'clock. Help me with the cock. Shout out Missions, a hockey split with Minnesota. Comeback victory, awesome. Stay in the top 10. Maybe they can make a run the NCAA tournament. Top How about this? Right? We don't talk about women's basketball because we don't really care about it too much. Michigan State women are right now in the bracketology for women for women's Smoked college. Michigan this First weekend. year coach from Bowling Green. They're kicking nice. ass. Good nice. for them. Yep, good I'm happy for them. for them. Had a good crowd against them. Yeah, against good Michigan for them. Uh, we could tee up fan storms for the girl who just absolutely oh, trucked Caitlin Clark the other day. It was not on purpose, but that was pretty pretty gross too. So, all right, spot number five, elephant in the room. Really quickly. Uh, Chiefs Ravens was kind of a no win. Not didn't want to hear the whole Harbaugh Harbaugh BS, but I was definitely rooting I'll for tell them because I can't stand the Chiefs. I'll I'm tell you so what. tired of Travis Pfizer. I mean Kelsey and and Taylor Biden. I mean Taylor Swift. I'm like I, yeah, I'm like annoying. it's nauseating. It's it's just like I'm I'm done. I'm so yeah. over that. It's not even a great Chiefs team either. That's a thing. Like it's not the one from last year. Even the other right. few years. So they're doing it with defense. I mean, yeah, their defense is doing a really is good really job. Good. You know their offense is. Uh, can we stop the shtick with Lamar Jackson? He sucks. He is a yeah, he's, he's a, a, he's a he he didn't he didn't win any game that is that matters. I, I'm horrible. telling you, like we've talked about Running this I think, before on the podcast. You. That's flash and dash during the season is great, but when push comes to shove, all you need to be able to do is step in the pocket and deliver throws and scramble a little bit when you need to, like Brock Purdy did. Like, is Brock Purdy, you know, Lamar Jackson? No, but he burned the lines with his legs enough to keep things yeah, Even Mahomes, he does that too. He doesn't right. try he's to not, run a lot. And Mahomes isn't, I mean, he's faster probably and more athletic, but like run true running quarterbacks that's why Josh Allen I think same thing like he's mm-hmm. he's more of a, a better passer I think than yeah, Jackson is but great. yeah I mean I just I don't want to hear two weeks of of that I am disappointed that we're not going to hear it from a Lions perspective I'll, let me go first and then I'll get your take um you know, it's one of those things is like I've always said on the podcast, I actually, Chris reminded me, I disavowed being a Lions fan when they drafted Hutchinson. I will I'm, I will say this. Hutchinson was a no-show minus those two batted yeah, passes two good plays. versus Mr. Irrelevant in the same draft. Yep. Second pick, last pick, last pick fried him and, and burned him a couple times. Well, he was play. on his ass from Kittle a few bunch of times. Right, yeah, like absolutely pancaked. So, um, you know, look. I went in that game expecting that the Lions could win. I I thought they probably had a very good, at least a 50% chance of winning, and they showed that they could. I think that Ben Johnson's game plan was First superb. Was it, the only play call that I can complain about is why he ran it on third that down was, inside of a minute when they needed all three timeouts to have a prayer. Like, that was dumb. I get trying to catch him off guard, but that was just way too risky at that point in time. That's the only questionable thing that I'm going to call in that game. I thought the Lions were prepared. They jumped on San Francisco early. And they put San Francisco in a spot that San Francisco usually sucks in. San Francisco is now 2-19 and when they are down 7-plus points in a game under uh, going into the second quarter or later under um, Shanahan. They're, they've won the last two games in a row where they came from behind, whereas before I think they were 0-30 when they came from behind of more than Crazy. 10 points, double digits. Under Shanahan. So, hey, hats off to San Francisco. Super talented team. Yeah, they're awesome. I, what I will really say is that team. Purdy, Goff, Goff I would argue is better, but Purdy had a nice game. They're a wash. Samuel, great, but – and Ayuk is great, but the Lions have Amon Ra. 
The Lions have Jamo really. You know, Jamo played well. He dropped the one touchdown pass, but like don't, they're younger and I think just as good. Uh, Kittle versus Laporta. I, Kittle's good, but I'd take Laporta. Kittle's maybe a little bit better blocker at this point in time, but Laporta's a rookie. McCaffrey phenomenal. Lions have two of that. Montgomery and Gibbs. So all pregame, I got tired of hearing about how oh San Francisco got weapons. Detroit's got to shut down. No, we we saw firsthand San Francisco had to stop Detroit's weapons, and ultimately it was Detroit that stopped itself. Yeah, so I mean I, it was it was all mental error. So I'm going to ask you this question. To me, it's rhetorical, but was it Campbell's fault or the players' fault that? Reynolds dropped the fourth down pass on the first fourth down conversion I, that they I went mean, to. I I I don't think that you could have drawn up a better play call. Was it? He was wide and Goff open. even stepped it, open in the pocket. It, it right? wasn't. It, it was wasn't a, a little, perfect. It was a little ball. outside, but that's a ball he Catch catches ninety five percent of the time. Was it Campbell's fault that a, a cornerback that was on the streets in Week Ten had a ball bounce off of his face mask and in a San Francisco player Ayuk made a. Phenomenal no. catch no. on a bomb. Two is it plays Campbell's there. fault that they, that we didn't wrap up and tackle any of their players numerous times and let Purdy, Purdy slip the pocket? Had Purdy for sacks a few times and just didn't bring them down. Is it Campbell's fault that Amonra dropped the pass? That Laporta, although his was a little bit of a tough catch because it got knocked away. Reynolds Laporta, another one. Gibbs Reynolds fumbled. dropped a key one up third down. Gibbs fumbled, went the wrong way. Gamo. Stopped short and didn't catch the ball on the flea flicker. That would have been a huge momentum shift. Like my point is, no, those are not Campbell's fault. Those are execution fault. So stop with the shtick of blaming Campbell for not taking points and therefore losing the Lions. Our kicker was. Not I have. Good. I have two points. I don't even. I'm not. I wasn't even worried about that. I would take him over Moody. My two points on Campbell is, if you are truly a Lions fan, you might be disappointed. That they didn't get it and kind of woulda, shoulda, coulda, and say three points in hindsight. Hindsight is is twenty twenty, boys, like and girls. I don't want your hindsight. The Lions got to where they are because Dan Campbell coaches like that every damn game. He did it against the Cowboys on the two point conversions. He did it on fake punts at times in games. He did it on fake field goals. He did it on this. He did it on that. You cannot, I said this a few weeks ago after that Dallas game, you cannot both love him when he does it mm-hmm. and hate him when it fails at the same time. If you do and if you question it, I'm sorry you're not a true Lions fan. Ask Ryan. I was not mad that the Lions went for those fourth downs. I was actually surprised I they didn't. I wasn't mad? I wasn't surprised that they didn't go for it on fourth down at yeah. the end of the See, first half. This is where I interject. That's that's the only thing I That was the outlier. They should have, because I, I heard it on the radio multiple times. They said, I think if the Lions should have, if go Campbell's would go for seven, it, yeah. they score there, demoralized. They would have laid down. Well, and here's the here's the thing too about that is like I don't remember if it was that drive when they were putting Sewell in motion and Sewell was playing tight end or was that in the third quarter? I didn't um, know. That. I think that was the second quarter. I don't remember. Like that would have been a perfect play to run him out and sneak him out and get him a pass. Like I look, the Lions took the points there. I didn't have any qualms about it at the time. That's probably the that's the only time he went out of character. So I'm sorry for anybody, friends included, who are pissed that the Lions didn't take the points and say you should have taken the points. I say you're not a Lions fan because you're either in on Dan Campbell or you're out on Dan Campbell. And if you're in on Dan Campbell, I don't care if it's the playoffs. I don't care if it's for a chance to breathe air on Mars. It doesn't matter. You don't change who you are as a coach. I will also say this. Any media that does the same, do your effing homework. You are just repeating a narrative that, oh, he should have. Oh, he could have. Oh, oh he would have. So here, I'll give you a shoulda, coulda, woulda. 
Reynolds makes that catch. The Lions probably take three more minutes off the clock. They probably score. Get a field score. goal at least. They, they would have. Get a field goal at least, points. and they probably score to go up three touchdowns, right? They would have been up three scores again and taken more time off the clock. You, Every time you go for that, he is between the 40s. He is a go-for-it guy. Whether you like that or not is inconsequential. It's a, it's about whether you accept that as a Lions fan. And if you cannot, I, I will go to my grave with this. You cannot be a Dan Campbell fan. I'm not saying you can't be a Lions Dan fan. Like, but if you can't be a Dan Campbell as the savior and have yeah buts, you either take it or you leave it and you understand the risks of going for it and you embrace that. And that's why his guys love him. Yeah, no one has command of his team like him. No one. No one. I mean, they fought hard enough to come back when they when they had done nothing in the second half, and they got it within. Now they didn't have the timeout to be able to pull it off, but they gave themselves even at the end of. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. What what coach in the history of Detroit sports has command has has created this much buzz for his team? For national media, for just sports fans in general, what Chuck Daly? Chuck Daly, Scotty Bowman, Sparky Anderson. That's it. That's it. Maybe Jim Smokes, Leland, but, but not, did, yeah. But, I mean, th- and here's the thing. But in terms of total endearment, I mean, Scotty Bowman did it with the Red Wings because he had a storied past of winning NHL Stanley Cups, and he did it with the Red Wings too. Chuck Daly did it because he did, built the bad boys and they beat up the Celtics in a time when it was a Celtics-Lakers NBA. So he gets some credit for that. Smokes did it because he's the last person to win. Or not Smokes. Sparky Anderson was the last person to win the World Series in Detroit in 1984. But nobody has embraced the, the, city. Gri- the grit and the city but, of Detroit and really the state of Michigan, the blue-collarness, um, like Dan Campbell. And again, you don't have to like it. You, you can be mad and disappointed that they lost by three points and play the shoulda, coulda, woulda game. But I will contend you are not a true Lions fan if you do that, but that you didn't do it when they won a game because of it. Well, I guarantee because you, you, if we had kicked the field goal and lost, they would have said, oh, he's soft. Should have gone for it. it. Yeah. Right. Yep. Again, if anything, like Ryan said, the outlier was probably should have gone for it. And he said he would have if he was a little bit closer. I think he was thinking run there. That's why it's harder to pass in the zone. So... Again, I wasn't mad that they kicked it, but I kind of thought to myself, that's out of character for him. And honestly, had they not gotten it and they still would have gone in 21 to 7, I don't know that it would have made a big difference in the second half. It would have been a bigger difference, like you said, though, if it was 28 to 7. Yeah, honestly. Uh, yeah. And here's the thing the Lions are going to use this as motivation. Do they have a yeah. really hard schedule next year? Yeah, they won the division. That's what you get for winning division. And, and the and the NFC North, you up your all of a sudden, team. is not like the Lions for years to come because Jordan Love, if he stays on his the trajectory, are going to be good. the Packers were young. If the Vikings keep Cousins, they've got talent. The Bears, Bears came young. on late. Hey, bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah, all, you need to, all you need to do is get in the playoffs. Yeah, right? you can you can win nine to ten. And the Lions core, like what what do the Lions have free agent wise? They probably don't have a whole Big lot of guys. Free agents, Jonah Jackson, Graham Glasgow are the only really huge ones. And like is I think you can re-sign Gla- Jonah Jackson was hurt a lot this season. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about him re-sign later. one or the like other. Josh Reynolds, you know, yeah. Like, do you want like? Then it's a matter of you go get a receiver later in the NFL draft. You go, you go get uh, some defensive back help. You get pass rush help because clearly Hutchinson, as good as he is, he, needs he takes one. T- too much time. He doesn't take plays off in terms of he plays plays. He needs support. He needs another because, bookend. and he rushing. needs to learn discipline. 
Uh, but he needs a bookend. I thought the tackles were better, Corners, but you could always use corners. another tackle. Corners, definitely. Secondary, um, you know, but they're not that far off. And they, they're mm. some of their best players this year were guys they got in the draft this year. Yeah. they the it, it, Campbell, Gibbs, Laporta. Branch. Branch. I mean, those are four stud players that are locked into rookie contracts for a little while, right? Like, so, you know... You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to dabble. You may, you know, maybe you pull a trade here. They pulled some trades last year. Like what? What are they doing? And then you see, like, oh, well, they let Jamal Williams go and they got David Montgomery. Yeah, well, weird, people were mad. How'd that work out? Jamal Did, Williams had one touchdown in 17 games. And then you had between Montgomery and two thousand yard backs. 10 first time in NFL history. Ten touchdowns plus a piece. Yeah. Um, yeah, the future's bright in Detroit. I, we're not going anywhere for, I mean, this window of three to four years. Yeah, I get it. It's hard. You can't repeat it. Like, Dauber and I were talking about this, too. Like, injuries, schedule, you know, lots of things factor in, of course. And that's why every year is, is what it is. You know, there's there's a little bit of luck. But the core is intact. The, you know, the, the thirst and the hunger is going to be there from losing. I, I think there's something to that. Like, I almost feel like, if they had won and lost the Super Bowl, I think there would be less hunger for next year than there is this. Now, would I have liked to have gone to the Super Bowl even if the Lions lost? Well, of course. All I wouldn't want to lose are the Chiefs, but whatever. Of course I would have liked that. So that would have been Lions for Super Bowl. But I think arguably there will be even more hunger to get back and make it over the hump because they got to the hump of the division title this year. They got to the hump of getting back to the NFC Championship game. The next hump is the Super Bowl. And yep. whether it happens next year, I think they're going to be in contention for it. Um, and I think they'll be just fine. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I got nothing else football-wise. Nope, I'm good too. Um, just move to our final spot. Um, I'm not final spot, sprint. Um, I heard this on, um, on a podcast the other day. Would you, the, the, they're like, I think they just said something like that Saban Belichick coach cast will go hard if they did had that would you watch it it's you know the manning cast it would be the coach oh. cast with nick saban and bill belichick yeah i mean i think it'd be That'd interesting be like, i think ex-coaches make great especially in basketball i think they make great commentators i thought bobby knight was awesome when he did it i'm trying to think of in in the nfl you got mostly like quarterbacks and wide receivers it seems like you don't i mean you yeah, get more like studio guys like jimmy jackson and whatever or Cower and I mean, John Madden was whatever. Good, right? John Madden was really good. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. I mean, yeah, it would be it. it would be interesting for a different reason. Yeah, I'd watch it. Um, are you in favor of a live versus PGA Tour Ryder Cup style event? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, that'd be sick. I think they should do it. That'd be but so but fun. it gives credit and sunshine to the live, and I just kind of want it to die a slow death with those blood bath sport washing bastards fresh but lion's biggest position of need heading into 24 25 um i mean for me most immediately i think it's probably corner help honestly yeah, i think they I need agree. a shutdown corner i think yeah. they're okay Sutton like could be your number carter two. johnson and and um kirby joseph i think are is it joseph 30 or jacob's Safe, yeah, 31. Yeah, I think they're pretty good at safety. I mean, I think they could shore up there for sure, but I think you just need and a lock, iffy. You need a lockdown corner. Yeah. Um. A, a random one. Uh, most underrated breakfast item. Oh man, most underrated breakfast item. I'm gonna go with a good toast and jam. I think you know, people always go eggs, bacon. They go omelet. I'm going, they go I'm going pancakes. Herman's boy slash Jody's pecan oh, bowl. Those yeah, are, you're not lying about that. 
Those I are, can't really have those with the Type 2, but those are... You know, once I could. A, I just once in a blue can't eat anything else all day. All right. That is the pod for the week. Um, appreciate all the support. Let us know what questions you have. We can do a Super Bowl section next week. Um, do more in-depth dive into the game. Um, go green tonight. Beat the losers down the Skunk road. Skunk monkeys, arrogant asses, whatever you want to call Bastards. it. Meanwhile, I'm not really sure who said this, but I thought it was fitting with our NFL segment. If you can't accept losing, you can't win.